0: We spoke about this idea of integration, and that there's the way the Rambam, the way the Rambam begins his series on um, the way that we develop ourselves emotionally, um, and then he, he he speaks about a person who's wise, person who's who's I would say like how do you how do you activate your Intellectual and spiritual enlightenment. And he begins the chapter in the following way. He says, Just like a wise person is recognizable because of the wisdom he has and the way he perceives the world, his paradigms, and as a result, he becomes differentiated from other people. People spot this guy, is, he, he, he knows what's going on, he's wise. In terms of his intellectual prowess and his capacity to understand, to grasp, he says it doesn't stop there. Rather, that wisdom or that insight has to penetrate every facet of his being, and therefore, he has to be recognized, or that same wisdom has to be visible, by in the way he eats, in the way he drinks alcohol, in the way he's intimate with his wife, the way he goes to the toilet, the way he talks, the way he, walks, the way he walks, the way he dresses, in the way he runs his household, and in the way he does business. In other words, there's a very strong thrust to the concept of integrated wisdom. And the wisdom that remains theoretical is, in a sense, the antithesis of what the spiritual being that Juzim is proposing as the ideal. It's the antithesis of that because the notion of knowledge without practice is... um, is looked upon as not only is it not valuable, but it's actually it's a terrible thing because it means that I, I understand it, I get it, and then I don't do it. And that gap is is an unforgivable gap. So you could say it in, in a few different ways. You could say that <clears throat> wisdom without practice is rhetoric. Practice without wisdom is ritual. But you want to have the depth of understanding in the subtlety of the movement of my body so if I'm wise it's going to shift the way that I walk and talk and dress so I want to first of all focus we, sp- we spoke a little bit about eating last time we got together we spoke a lot about eating I want to speak about speaking because the Rambam addresses the way we speak and he actually leaves off the actual content um he leaves off the content to be quite down the line. Um, and this is what he says. Chacham, So wise, a wise person. And it's also, of course, always interesting to note that when the Rambam quotes the expression Talmichochim, Chacham" doesn't mean a wise man. It means a wise student that the highest praise you can ever give to a person is you're a student, but you're wise. And we've defined wisdom as the capacity to be a learner, not to be learned, but to be a learner. Because the, the, the Mishnah in Pirka Avot says, Ezil Chochem, who is wise, maiden, one who learns from everyone. So it defines wisdom not by knowledge accrued, but by the way that I'm relating to this moment, I can relate to this moment in a in an unwise way or in a wise way. If I relate to this moment in a wise way, I relate to this moment as I'm a student and there's something that I can be taught over here. So Tom Chochem means he's a person that's forever engaged in the process of learning. That learning never closes down. That's an ongoing process that he experiences. This person, and I speaking about how should he speak, he says, loye tso'ek v'tso'i he shouldn't scream and shout when you're speaking like animals and wild animals. So this is a really interesting point. There are multiple ways of communication. Animals also communicate. I was recently, yesterday I met with a guy who's doing an experiment. He's experimenting with different stages of autism. And the way they're doing is they're taking autistic mice And they're putting them together, and they're measuring what he called their vocalization. So I said, what does vocalization mean? Well, he says, the way they talk to each other. And autistic mice aren't very good at communicating. So they're experimenting with different ways of intervening with the mice to see if they can recreate more healthier brain patterning. And they found that if they inject a fever... They injected a, a kind of infection into the mice, which then creates a fever. It actually helps their brain functioning to become more, more normalized, and they're able to communicate. Because so you can't hear them, you need to have a special mic that picks up the frequency of their communication because it's beneath the range of what the human ear can hear. But they speak to each other, dolphins, speak to each other. Elephants. Elephants communicate by the way they rumble their tummies. Elephants are in sane intelligent animals that they communicate and of course they have extremely long memories so animals communicate animals definitely have forms of communication birds communicate Um, even insects communicate, bees communicate there's an enormous amount of back and forth in the animal kingdom so then I have to think about well humans also communicate is there a fundamental difference between our form of communication and animal communication so now one of the major shifts that the Rambam, when he describes the Tom Chochem, he looks upon him as a spiritual person, which means his actions always have a dimension of elevation to them. They're always supernatural. Natural we'd call animalistic, the way that things normally happen. And supernatural means that there's something, it's above, it's slightly elevated, it's transcendent. So now he focuses on communication and the first point that he raises is, well, there are multiple ways of communicating. Humans can also communicate like animals. They don't need to use a specifically elevated form of communication. For example, if I want you to stop drinking the water, go, hey, And that will be an effective way of you stopping to drink the water, or not. But since that's a way that I would, if I would be a um, dog, by barking, I'd also communicate something. So I... There's even an expression, right? In England you say he was barking at me when you a person who speaks in a very gruff tone. You say, what are you doing there? You say, Why are you barking at me? So you see that we do use the, the notion of um, animalistic sounding. We can use it as human beings. It's not a problem. But if I'm integrated in terms of my spiritual anchoring, so then that's not going to be the way I want to communicate. In a way, that's, it's, 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 it's letting go of my elevation. And even though this is not something that is an easy thing to achieve, but it's certainly something to just think about, that even the volume and the texture, it's not even, before you even get onto the content, the volume and the texture of my words are significant. And I want to speak in the ultimate human fashion, which means there's a certain amount of care and um, planning that I can fashion my words with. And just to take one step back, because the ultimate power of creativity is located in our capacity to speak. I just saw I was on the way. I I know this happened to you. Classic, classic situation. So they've they've stopped the train, the light rail, from running um, beyond the Tafan America's Central Bus Station. So there's a lot of confusion with the the traffic and and the bus. And I get on, go into the bus. To into the bus this morning and the driver looks at me and he says um like fri so i said i've got it so he puts it on his machine i don't know if the other machines weren't working and it doesn't work i've got money on it, it doesn't work so he says get off so as he says that another guy comes on the bus and he put his thing. I also doesn't work. So I said, "Your machine's broken." He says, "No, it's not my machine. All your avcups are broken." So we came to this like, kind of shouting match, it's like classic Middle mm-hmm. Eastern scenario. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing. There's only one thing that's that's a little bit sketchy. I literally made the story up as I was saying it. Which <laughs> was a total lie. Okay? It was a total lie. But listen to what happened to you when I told you that story. You're like starting to identify with it. You're starting to imagine it, like creating a scene in your, in your mind's eye. So I was creating, in my words, your reality. And if I wouldn't have stopped and said that was, a, that was a lie, you'd have taken and run with it. So the ultimate creative tool that we have are the words that we use. And if you think about it, the way that we form our internal model of reality is based more on words probably than anything else. And a subtle turn of phrase can radically transform our perception of a particular situation or person. Just by the way, you know, um, I say, Spencer, you know, Steve, Steve, take my advice, Don't go near him why not I say I've had some issues with him in the past like stuff going missing and stuff chas <laughs> to <laughs> Steve would never do that but you, you already got okay you've already kind of framed him now listen to this this, this is like this, this, is, this is like super 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 power Hebrew as a language is both a letter system and a numbering system which means that Aleph is also one Bet is also two which means the sequence needs to be in the way that it's ordered. You can't switch the sequence. Very often the sequencing is used as a um, a description of a process of evolution or development. So if I'm an author, if I can just distract you from a distractions one moment, Mr. Lewis. If I'm an author, if if I'm an author and I would like to like have a building up theme, one of the literary techniques I may use is I'll arrange the the passages in Hebrew alphabetical order. And that gives a sense of a continuity and a sequencing. This happened, then this happened. It's kind of, it's a story that's unfolding. And the alphabet in Hebrew is a story. Each letter has its place there. It's specifically located at that point. So now, listen to this. It's quite topical in terms of the portion we're reading. We just read about the story where Moshe Rabbeinu sends in the twelve spies to spy out the land, and they come back and they see what's going on in Israel, and they say, "Bad place, bad place." Why? Well, these huge people, the fruits are gigantic, and really not somewhere that we want to go. Two of the two of the twelve spies said, "No, no, it's amazing." So now this is the nature of the ambiguity of experience, because yeah, the fruits were big. But you can frame it in one of two ways. You can say, whoa, whoa, that place is paradise. The grapes are the size of watermelons. Imagine that. You say, what are you having for lunch? A grape. <laughs> Have you got the knife? You're like, "Say, Do you want a piece of the grape? It's awesome. where well, you can say, whoa, if the grapes are like that, dodgy place. I ain't going there. It depends on how you frame it. So what happens? The spies go... And they frame it in a way to the Jewish people that's negative. The Jewish people say, okay, we don't want to go there. Okay, good. As a result, the <coughs> Jewish people sever their, their um, inextricable connection, connection to the land. So now because they said, we don't want to go there, they are no longer bound inevitably to be of land. And that, actual, that initial rejection paves the way for future exile. In other words, it becomes locked into the spiritual DNA that the Jewish people can exist without the land of Israel. Riga. Are you, Brew? Good night, just checking in. You with me? Yeah. Land of Israel? Spiritual connection? Breakable. Why? We say we don't want it. Exile? A continuation of the same spiritual DNA. Not good. Listen to this. The prophet that lamented the first exile, the first the first exile of the Jewish people that kicked into Babylon, his name was Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Not Jeremiah from the Jethro Tull song. It's a completely different Jeremiah. He was a bullfrog. He was a friend of mine. No? Okay. Maybe you guys just don't know Jethro Tull. Do you about, know Jethro Tull? I know Jethro Tull, but I don't know that song. Okay. Something to look into. Um, so... He it's a song. Oh well, yeah. Song. But this Jeremiah was a prophet, Yir-Mil, and he wrote Lamentations when the Jews were exiled. He wrote them in alphabetical order, lamenting the kind of the tragedies that befell the Jewish people. This is what happens. It gets to two letters and he switches the order. Now, Hebrew letters are also different from English letters, because Hebrew letters have names. English letters are phonetic, A, B, C, D. Yeah, ABCD, e, XI. That's why. That's why. Essentially, I don't know how to break this to you, Aaron. The last letter of the Hebrew of the English alphabet is Z. Yeah. You see, you're wrong. Z. I. Oh, Z is better than Z. English people call the last letter of the, of the of the alphabet Z. Yeah. Yeah. You know that? Yes. Good. Broad but general knowledge. But we are wrong because think about it. A, B, not A bed. said. A, B, C, D, not dead. Mm. What's Z? You (laughs) hear? Either way, English letters are phonetical. Hebrew letters have got names. Aleph means to teach. Bake means. I'm going to hit you. House. So close. Yes, means a house. Gimel means. Oh, not bad. Bestow. means door. Okay, so you go. Jeremiah's going. He gets to iron. Iron means? Uh. And pay means? No. Uh. Switches it. Really, it goes like this iron pay. He puts it the other way around. Pay iron. Comes along the Gemara and Sanhedrin and says, Why do you do that? He said because he wanted to encapsulate in his lamentations the origin of the severing of the connection of the Jewish people to their land. And how did it all begin? Begin. It began with the spies. And what did the spies do? When they saw the land, they put their mouth before their eyes. How do we normally process things if we're being authentic and genuine? We look at what's out there and then we talk about it. What is out there comes out through our mouth. When I'm not being genuine, what I do, I talk about it even though it's not out there. I make it up. But look, it goes even deeper. He didn't take out the eye. He didn't take out the eye. He switched the order. This is a scary thing. Because when you start to tell yourself the story, your eyes start to see the story that you tell yourself. I had the most fascinating, I think see, I told this to been so it's a fascinating example of this. My wife and I had just come away from giving a, a class, and we are holding a cardboard box, which we had taken out to throw in the garbage, and we're looking for garbage in this underground parking lot. As we're looking for garbage, a guy stops his car, jumps out, he goes, What are you doing? It's ridiculous the way you people that I live here. How are you putting your junk all over my place? <laughs> so, like, I, I, could, I said, No, no, we just actually, he didn't even give him a chance to speak. What happened? He came up with the story and then he lived in the reality. But he saw us. He saw what he spoke about. What did he come up with his mind? These are litter offenders. What did he see? He saw us littering. What were we doing? Looking for garbage, not to litter. What did he see? Littering. The basis of words are the basis of the reality that we share with others and that we live in with ourselves. So actually, this whole world, this whole world that we're living, in is a world of world, a world of words. Now look at this: the, the 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 many different sources in Jewish wisdom rate, rank the different, the hierarchy of um of the of the different parts, components of the physical world. And they started with inanimate, they call it doimem, inanimate, inanimate objects. The one above it is plant life, Tzomer. The one above that is chai, animal life. And then there's human life. Now, if I would choose a word to describe humans as differentiated from animal life, let's think about what phrase I would choose. What phrase would you choose, Daniel Lewis? I was going to say thinking. Thinker. Like the the thought, like thought. The thought. The thinker. Thinker. Yes. The thinker. Okay. Ponder. Ponderer. 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 Sorry. Chokma. Chokma. Wisdom. Wise. Okay. You all going in the same direction. Uh, Shmuel Yisroch, what do you think? What would you call a man as? A defining like stage so there's inanimate plant life animal life and then how would you describe human life um, uh, also also in the world of thinking That's the well yes I know so si comes along iron and says the chooser he says the defining component of human existence is a capacity to not be forced to go on a premeditated or predictable trajectory. Freedom of choice means that there's actually no way we can evaluate what's going to happen Next minute. Okay. Nice, uh, nice, nice deviation. Let's get, it, let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's hey! go. Oh! Hey! hey. Nice. Oh. Keep going, Shmoon. Come, come come. Ah! 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 Oh! Oh! Ah! Shmoon Madre! Choose not to. It's the choice not to give it back. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh! In other words, okay, okay, I think we've got the point. <laughs> I wanted to be a Put the bottle down. In other words, I radically changed the course of what could have happened in those last minute, right? Radically. That's what choice is. You can actually explode any moment into anything, and the unpredictability is the beauty of the choice. So, if you want to tell what people are, so, so animals don't do things. You never kind of get a lion thinking to himself, you know what, I just think it's wrong <laughs> Like, you know, it's wrong Like, this impala's got a family Like, I'm going to go and, like, eat Eat her up it just, it just feels like there's something You know what, I'm going to give veganism a chance Yeah, right You know, and, like, you see this line kind of, like, starting to, like, go over to the You know, it's obviously hard to make the first introduction To people on nervous when they see a line around Like, it manages to, like, kind of sidle up to a giraffe And say, like, tell me, about you. Like, so what's, like, your best recipe for leaves? It doesn't happen It doesn't happen. Why? Because there's something fixed in the natural world. It works together. It's an ecology. And in order for the whole thing to work, you need everything to do the same thing as it was doing before. The reason why the people destroy the world is because we've got freedom of choice. (laughs) Like we the people like undo all the ecologies because we all messed up. But animals are like they're in a sink. They're They're in a rhythm and they just go for it, go for it, go for it. People think, oh, maybe not. But that's the beauty of humanity. So if I would choose a name to describe a person in the hierarchy of existence on this world, I would say chooser. But the classic term referred to is medaber, speaker. But perhaps it's the same thing. Because it could be the most fundamental choice that I ever make. And the primary realm of where the choices actually express themselves in the most potent form is through speaking both through the way I speak to myself and through the way I speak to others and through the way I listen to other people's stories. That's where the choice comes. And therefore, it's not coincidental that there's enormous amounts of um, ink spilt in regard to defining the parameters of speech. And it's kind of, it's it's highlighted as being one of the the axioms of our spiritual journey is the way that we use our, our words and what 's fascinating with the Rambam he enters into that process not with content but with tone and volume, even that becomes a significant player in the words that we say he's going to expand upon it and expand upon it. but I just think that's that for me is is, is fascinating, and the truth is scope it further and see what he says, so you shouldn't be shouting and screaming. be neither should you be raising your voice too much El rather." You should speak benachas. Now, the word benachas comes from the word restfulness or peacefully with other people, with all people, in kolabris with all people. So now, just notice the difference when I change the texture of my words. I could speak like this; There's nothing wrong with speaking like this. But I could speak like this. When I start to speak like this, and I just reduce a little bit of the harshness of my tone. So it engenders a completely different kind of connection. And when you approach people and you use your voice in a different way, so then you, you welcome a different kind of reaction. As opposed to me saying, Brad, how are you doing today? You think, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? So the content is like just completely bland, but the tone pushes you away. As opposed to Brad. Brad. How are you doing today? I think you're free. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh, get out. <laughs> what what <happened>? <laughs> get uh, out of here, Yeah, yeah. What's that? So, so, sorry. Someone who says. Yeah, uh, decorum, decorum, brain. Gone? Sorry, sorry. Someone who says, like, oh, animals speak to him. Like, what's the difference? Right. It's literally because we're, we have the we have ability to like, choose in how we speak. Is that what it is? Not only in terms of how we, the volume, the texture, and the way that we we bring the <clears throat> verbiage out of our mouth, of course, we're going to get onto the content. What kind of things do we use words for? <clears throat> so, animal speech is strictly, can we say that animal speech is strictly for uh, surviving? I mean, I don't right. know enough. I think I think it may have other roles depending on how we're in the hierarchy of animal kingdom. Animal is right. Um, elephants, for example, elephants. I, I I'm assuming they communicate to comfort as well because right. <coughs> elephants mourn. <coughs> so what's elephants mourn? They did. Not only do they mourn they dead, they even mourn their friends. But, I mean, I, I, I think we spoke about elephants before. Right. <coughs> so it's always time to go back and speak about. Them. <laughs> The Elephant Whisperer was a guy who befriended a herd of rogue elephants and he housed them in his game park (coughs) and he died quite tragically of a heart attack. And the day he died, even though the elephants were many, many miles away, (coughs) they had an intuition of his death somehow, who knows. And they came and they circled his house and they stayed there like mourning for seven days. That's That's creepy, right? Seven days? I think so um make that. hey yeah, I've heard that story before also seven look it up I, th- I think it was seven days I, th- I think it was only one day but this is this is this is the, the freaky part this a man from africa you should you should definitely have been more accepting of my words um <laughs> he uh he <laughs> a year later on the anniversary's death they turned up Cha. for the your of the grayish candle <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah, know it was the, it was the Hebrew no, of course so, <laughs> or, or, <obviously>, it was <laughs> obviously I not the Hebrew because because yeah. the world works according to the solar calendar and I'm showing elephants now and I don't think it was passing around like a Hebrew calendar to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, in but other, other words to in to other words they they grasp they grasp the passage of time <laughs> okay. which is an amazing thing they grasp the passage of time they recognized oh this is the time when that thing happened so so elephants communicate for other reasons as well um yeah speech presupposes the theory. like a distance. I mean, how can you have speech without the, the yeah, yeah. Free F- freedom of choice Free. what, what I'm saying is that speech is the essential the way that we use our freedom of choice perhaps more broadly and more powerfully than any other area is through speech because <clears throat> that's, that's how we really form our reality and the crazy thing is even in the way that we speak to ourselves so say for example like talk, talk about like our negative chatter hmm. the story in our head so now plenty. hey I've got plenty of that okay so so if you actually listen to that to, to what that voice is saying to you like what kind of things does that voice say to you you are not where you are meant to be you're not right very you're critical to be this this. very critical and and the voice probably frames things right so let's say you and I both watch you um, doing something maybe it's like reading a passage of Hebrew so I look at you and say wow it's amazing how far you've come you're really putting in effort this is beautiful and the voice in your head says oh you really messed it up everyone around you is doing so much better than you so that voice is framing for you that experience so you know one of the things you have to think about the voice in our head is do we really want to have such an annoying roommate like, imagine if you had, like, someone in, like, a roommate, like, Conzi said to you, like, you're just messing up. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh, you're such an idiot. You're a failure. It. Like, it's stop It's like, get out of my room. So the question is, do we really want to put, put like, give a person, like, free rent in our head for that? Well, you can use it as a means to improve, No. Okay, I'm going to sit next to you, like, for 24-7. I'm going to say things like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you literally, do you think those clothes match? <laughs> First of all, they shouldn't be worn by any human being. But the actual fact that you actually, like, had some kind of thought to dress up with them in this morning, that's ridiculous. And, like, why are you wearing such a funky watch? I mean, come on. And nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And, by the way, I love the way you dress. But nonstop. I had to change my pants so, as well. No, 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 I'm, I'm with matching it. matching me for Oh, you see, you see, that that was actually true. The voice already told you that. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? It's not nice. Right. Right? It's not nice. You don't want to live with a person like that. So occasionally you're going to get some kind of, like, spurt to move forward. You know, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. Whoa, that's like, that's a, that's a primitive phone. Let's just see, let's just show it. Whoa. That's
1: <laughs> no, like, I'm... Nokia, I aspire to get six. to that level. Hey? Yeah. Is
0: that 206? Um... Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She'll she, she, she be like two oh six was his favorite model. It's almost arrived with a three two one. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, my first time was two oh eight. sorry, I didn't mean to when I said the three two one I was just using some kind of random model, but I'm glad that we cleared that. So okay. So here we go. Here we go. This is big. This is big. This is this is like thinking about thinking about the way we speak, thinking about the way we speak to ourselves. Think the way we speak about other people, and think about the kind of volume, tone, and texture we use in our voice. Imagine the kind of... and I, I don't think you can jump, and I don't think all of a sudden now we can just kind of reduce. Like everyone speak to each other, and, hello, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. And just keep on going like that. But I definitely think there's there's moments when we can recognise. Oh wow, maybe I should be kind of readjusting my tone. Maybe I should be lowering my volume just a drop. Maybe maybe sometimes I have to raise it. No no no. But just to be conscious that actually I do have a volume control, I do have a texture control, I do have a um, speed control. You know, just like, you know, WhatsApp, you can put on double speed. So I can also do that. I can do that right now, I can do it tomorrow, I can do it the next day. Or well, I can really slow it down to like on, you know, on often if you're playing it back and there's 0.75. When you can really get to what the person is saying. It's very, very, very long-winded. But you can do that. So I can actually choose. I can choose. And maybe sometimes it may be pertinent to pause. So I think that's something to, 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 to delve into. And the Rambam says, one of the ways of living a spiritual life is thinking about the way you speak, but not only the content. We haven't got to content yet. What kind of, what kind of, what kind of sounds come out of your mouth? And I think very often it can be quite quite conflicting because I think there's there's definitely a big part of me that loves making animal sounds. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, there's, like, there's something like very very, especially like when you're working out. Imagine like working out and going ah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that's like that's where all the fun comes, no? So it seems to be like okay, is this always true? Maybe workouts are different, or maybe not. And then it becomes really interesting. Like I start to see myself and the way I speak and the, the kind of kind of the the nuance and the range and and what, what do you think about all this, Daniel? Because you're looking like I don't know somewhere between curious and bored. I think the, what you said about the- and you've got all these controls for speech. Like you can change mm. the, uh, the speed. It's a little bit lighter You can change the speed. Sorry, yeah. the volume. Yeah, it's a, little it's a little bit, bit faster. Little bit softer. A softer. <laughs> um, that's very fascinating because I, I never consider like that I've got all this machinery that I, <coughs> that I can use every day. Yeah. Speak normally, regularly. There's not even thought that goes into it. Mm. Often. Sometimes it is. Um, I'm very interested don't don't think that my occasional distractions for my lack of sleep are, are mm. uh, at the of that's about. maybe that's my story in my head that I'm telling about you and I'm so glad you smashed it yeah good stuff okay so that's I think uh, a good a good place to stop look forward to to recommencing and continuing this on on Sunday and um, in the interim maybe just to to question yourself and be curious about how you're using your tone, how you're using the volume, um, rhythm, pausing, and just, I suppose, like Daniel says, opening ourselves up to the fact that we actually have got this, this whole kind of range of controls that we can, we can utilize. Okay, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah.